Well, hello there, Dev Central community. I am your host today. I am Jason Rahm, and you know, Boo has been our Dev Central Connect host for a while now, and uh, he is out this week. He is at RSA with Aubrey, and so I, I get to sit in the host chair, so I'm really excited to, to be back in the chair. But I have good news, even though Boo is not here in the host chair, he is on standby at RSA. And so I'm going to add him in here so he can tell us all the great things that he and Aubrey are doing at RSA this week. Boo, welcome to the show. How are you? I am doing pretty good, thanks. It wasn't too late of a night. How are you doing? I am well. I am, you know, I'm sad that I'm not there with with you guys, but it's. I think it's going to be a great show. I, I can't wait to hear all the great content that you guys are going to be working on this week. Yeah, we've already done a couple things. We have done our, our find, typical Find the Booth video. So check that out on YouTube or on all the socials as well. And then we've already done some stuff with Alyssa Miller. And if you don't follow her on Twitter, you should go check her out on there. And then we did some content with Ben Edwards from Sancha and Sandra Vinberg, who are actually doing a talk right now. It would have started about one minute ago. So if you're at RSA and you're not in a talk right now, I encourage you to go check out that one. That's at room 153 in Moscone South right now. And then otherwise, full day of chatting with folks today and tomorrow and on Thursday as well. So lots of stuff to come out. I look forward to that. And so is your find the booth, Is did you do it in the 360? Oh, we did not do that one in the 360. We did that in the in the, the 180 out of the 2D. It's in 2D, Jason. Okay. Well, I, I got the Oculus out and I was uh, I was skydiving last night in, in the living room, which was kind of cool. And, and I, I went and watched, uh, maybe it was the Black Hat or last year's RSA. And I was like, oh, I hope they do that again. But that's all right. That's uh, either way, you'll be able to find the booth. So that's good. But, and I hear, I hear the, there's some setup still going on in the background there. I hear the, the forklift beep, beep, beeps going on. Yeah. Funny, you know, I thought they were all set up by yesterday, but still some people are doing some tweaks to, I guess, some really high up stuff. Everybody hangs stuff from the ceiling. They maximize their space width wise and height as well. So lots of stuff everywhere. Yeah. And you guys have a finished ceiling uh, this year. I know sometimes the, the ceilings are somewhat industrial at, at some of these conferences. So yeah, it's a finished ceiling. It's nice. It's a, it's a good look. Well, we will let you get back yeah. at it, Boo. I, I can't wait to hear more this week as you guys release content. But then again, next week as you, as you're back in the host chair, I can't wait to hear about the experience. Thanks for me on. Good to see All you. right. Take care. All right. Well, I'm I'm happy for them to to be able to learn all the RSA goodness. I've been to RSA once, and it was a good time. And uh, you know, my expectations were a little different when I went to RSA. I, I thought it was going to be, you know, more in-depth kind of you know black hat defcon then and that it's a slightly different conference than that so you know I, I still learned a lot and I, I still had a good time but it was it was less of the you know hardcore hacker con and and more of the maybe a little higher level than than i had anticipated but that's neither here nor there and uh, let me see we got a couple hellos hey jose welcome glad to see you and okay, so we're going to get on to the point of the show that the, what we're talking about today is covering your tracks, you know, online digital privacy and what you can do about that. And if you watched the, the real attack story that I had a couple weeks ago, maybe it was three weeks ago that I released 
on Dev Central. I'll, I'll put the, the link in the comments here. This is a real tech story that my guest today sat down and, and, and did a walkthrough on an, an attack to an FI property. And one of the points that we talked about, which was a, a tangent to what the real tech story was about, was the, the concept of, of digital privacy and, you know, the things that you can do to, you know, to maybe watch how, how much information you, you freely give away in your browsing experiences. So let me bring on my guest and I'll introduce him here in just a second. So welcome to the show, Jack Fenimore. Jack, how are you? Good, Jason. Glad to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. So, you know, we we talked about, you know, an attack on the on F5 property and and that was a really engaging discussion, really looking at the tool set that's available to you in distributed cloud and, you know, to be able to protect your workloads, whether those workloads are in the cloud or in your own data center. And so that was a really compelling story. Again, I, I posted that in the comments. It's here. If you have not gone to see that, make sure you go check that out. You will not be sorry. But we're talking about the tangent in that conversation today and about how to cover your tracks. And so, Jack, what? how, how do you cover your tracks? Can you give me a little bit of background on the, the originally called the Panopticlick project? A little bit of background, and then we'll just kind of walk through, you know, how digitally private my my browser experience is because we're, we're going to run a test and then we're just kind of talk about the things that maybe make me unique versus you know other people out there oh well well jason we are all unique and, and that is the point we're more unique than you realize so i look out my window here out of my office i can see people pedestrians walking back and forth i like to use that as an opening analogy right if i see We'll pick on Boo Lam since he's he's off at RSA this week. But if Boo walks by down the street, I don't necessarily know that's Boo. Let's say I've never met him before, and I don't know his social security number, and I don't know his bank account or any of that information. But I know his height. I know the color of his hair. I know what jacket he was wearing. I know if he was pants. All that sort of information, because it's just right there. It's he's giving it away, and. You wouldn't think that's all that exciting, but in the world of what some folks are trying to do on the internet, which is just track you, Jason, or in my example, track Boo, they don't need details. They just need enough information to know the next time Boo walks down the street, that's Boo. So the idea of cover your tracks is really two things. It's a tool for users to understand how unique and identifiable their browser is making them online, how my example there, how easy it is to tell the boo just walked by. And it's also a research project used to uncover the tools and also the techniques of the online trackers that I was referring to or speaking of. And also to test the efficacy of the privacy add-ons. I know we've heard of things like NoScript or Adblock Plus. About, I'm just picking on some of the popular names that we may all know out there. But anywho, a long time ago, about a decade ago, one of our great engineers at F5, Brian McHenry, pointed out this project to me that was originally called the Panopticlick, and it's hosted and launched by the EFF, or the Electronic Frontier Foundation. And the Panopticlick originally was just there to gather information about your browser. And when we run through the test, we'll look at that information that's there, but people will frequently forget what information your browser is happily handing out, like the system fonts or the screen resolution, because that screen resolution, for example, is going to be important. If you're trying to order a pizza, that's part of how it's going to figure out which site you're going to get. 
just, just as, as a quick example there. And that was the original uh, Panopticlick project. In 2015, they upgraded it, they being the Electronic Frontier Foundation, they upgraded it to do the tracker blocker testing so that users could run through that. And then in 2020, they rebranded it to call, sorry, they rebranded the project to cover your tracks and relaunched it. And that's the tool that, that we see today. All right. Well, you want me to bring that tool up here and we can kind of start to walk through what's yeah. what I'm giving away because I, I don't have <laughs> any on on this particular machine that I'm I using. Notice you said this particular machine, which makes me think you're not gonna let us see Jason's machine. Well, this is the, the machine I'm streaming from is is uh... not my my personal stuff, but you know, even you know, e even with my my banking and, and all that, I have a, a, a VM snapshot that I launch and it's a Ubuntu dumb, you know, browser and I launch, I do my stuff and then it reverts back to its snapshot. So even if I'm compromised in some way in the 80 seconds, I'm making a banking transaction or whatever, while that's live, it's then uncompromised immediately when I, when I relaunch my snapshot. So I, I try to be careful with that mm -hmm. stuff but I'm less careful in my my less my my day-to-day -day browsing so and frankly you know security doesn't come cheaply right no. there's always some kind of cost whether it's convenience or or you know money or or something and so in the early days and I, I haven't looked at no script and, and some of these ad blocker and, and all that for a little while but it was like crazy frustrating to you know go to a site especially if you're doing research so if, I, if I'm researching an article or I'm researching a technology that I'm trying to answer a question in, in the forums or whatever, and I hit like 15 different sites in, in the process of doing research to solve a problem, and every single site is like, oh, do you want this to run? Do you want this to run? Do you want, and I spend like 15 minutes for the time I'm trying to research something on 15 pages, yeah. trying to tune the experience for that site. So from a research perspective, it's, it's really not great. And so I... It's nice to have an environment where I don't care about that. But yeah, if you're if you're, you know, really wanting to lock down your your privacy experience, then yeah, taking the time to do that is a good thing. Yes. So anyway, I, I digress, but you know, I'm just saying that, you know, the negative side, there's always a cost, right? It, it, life, no matter what it is, is about trade-offs. There's no panacea for anything. Yeah. Yeah, there's, and there's various tools out there, and some of them are a little easier to use than others. And I would say, as in general speaking, the, the ad block tools have gotten a lot better. They've gotten a lot smarter than they were five, ten years ago. Yeah. So let's okay. uh, test this. So let's, let, me, let me bump that up in font for those of us who struggle a little bit more as we're aging. I mean, it's fine for me, but just in case any of the rest of you who are aging have trouble seeing that. So, okay. So what do I do here first? We're we're on the cover of your tracks. We've we've hit this this page, and then at this point I can just test my yep. browser to see how well I'm protecting from tracking and fingerprinting, right? Yes. Yep. Just kick okay. that off. And it right. takes ten seconds or so to run. Depends on the speed of the computer. Yep. And of course that was a trust decision right there too, right? Because anything like this, oh, you want to make sure you're covering your trap. We care about digital privacy. I just made a trust decision that that they actually are in, you know, that they're wanting to benefit me, not collect from me themselves, right? So. And we'll share, they do state what the, the, their, their policies, so they do have that. 
but you're right. You're assuming one that they're going to stay true to their policies. And there's also the other consideration. Do they actually control their website or somebody else infiltrated it? Just right. things to worry about and keep you up at night. Because Jason, you are not protected against tracking on the web. We got to talk about your web browser. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Apparently, yes. I am. Our tests indicate that you are not protected against tracking on the web. That's that, and that's in big red letters. So that's you know, warning, warning. All right. So I'm not blocking. I'm not blocking tracking ads. I'm not blocking invisible trackers. I'm not protecting. I'm not protected from fingerprinting. Okay. So and on the your browser has a unique fin fingerprint. If if anybody has you know maintained your own websites, you can get the device ID plus from from I think it's out on Cloud Docs, right? Just just go research a d device ID plus in in community or on Ask, and and you can actually start using device ID plus for your own. There's a there's a, a free tier on what you can do with that, but that will allow you to also be able to identify by browser unique instances maybe similar to like this is, but you can incorporate it into your own website management so that you can look at who's unique and who's not. So, you know, if they're moving around, trying different IPs and all that, that you can still see that it's them, even if they're coming from 50 different IPs and such. So anyway, a big aside, Device ID Plus, we've done a show on that before, but also, you know, it's a tool that you can incorporate into your development practices. Yeah, and just to point out, that's, that's an ASM or uh, advanced WAF feature. It, you can use it in ASM or advanced yeah. but you can actually use it independently oh. as well. Oh, and, cool. and just it's a, I, I think it's a, a login to distributed cloud, but but it's a, a tool that you can throw in. You can absolutely throw it in ASM or advanced WAF, but if you just want to put it into your own web development flows, you can do that as well. Yep. Nope. I had a memory moment. Was thinking of a different ASM feature. You are right. All good. All yeah, good. That's why we got to have this smart guy here down below me. <laughs> it's like we're doing the little um, Brady bunch, the Brady bunch <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so so here are my results. So we can kind of go through the details here. It's like it looks like okay, your browser fingerprint. Uh, so two hundred thirty three thousand have come here and tested in the last forty five days, and amongst those, my my fingerprint appears to be unique. So if if I was coming into their site, even if I was coming from multiple geolocations, even if I was coming through multiple IPs you know, they would be able to identify me as me because of the way my browser is set up. Is that what that's telling me? Yes. Yep. Okay. You're leaking enough information, similar to the example of Boo walking down the street. He comes walking back. He's wearing the same shirt, the same pants, same hat. I don't know what his sports team is, but we'll say it's the Pittsburgh Pirates just because. <laughs> yeah, because they're on fire, right? Oh. It's like my Cardinals are in dead last place, I think, right now, but the Pirates are on fire, so... Uh, I yeah, I call out to Pittsburgh. Yeah, Maurice. Hey, your pirates are doing something, at least for now. <laughs> you did. This is an inappropriate, appropriate time to point out that Jason Rom, you were in Pirate Stadium once wearing the wrong hat, were you not? Oh no, I was very much wearing the right hat. Yeah. So yeah, quick, quick aside. We we did a user group tour, and and we went to Columbus and and Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. And the Cardinals had just knocked Pittsburgh out in a one-game playoff the the previous year, so it's like near opening day, right? It wasn't opening day, but it was like near the beginning of the next season. And I I, I wore my you know NFC Championship hat to the to the game, and I put that on while I was presenting, and it got it got a lot of booze from my Pittsburgh fans, but you know I got to represent. It's my Cardinals, so. <laughs> 
love, 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 love Pittsburgh. Love going to the Berg. It's a beautiful stadium. Yeah. So for those of you who love baseball, even if you don't like baseball, but you love great environments, that stadium and the view, uh, holy cow, that is a that is a great experience going to that park. So highly commend. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, go go catch a game. Yep. And Maurice and give Ford. Maurice a call. Maybe he'll take you. Yep. That he he he's the guy that runs all that. So yeah, yep. a user group with a ball game. For sure. All right. Let's get, let's get back to the uh, tracking stuff here. Okay. So, so, okay, this is interesting. I don't have 18 or 17. I have 17.83 bits of identifying information. It's kind of like those stats that say, you know, Americans have 2.63 children. You know, I was like, I don't really want 0.63 of a child. I, I want a whole child. So. Yeah, I'm not going there. <laughs> Move along. Moving along. Right. Okay, so, so we have different things here. We've got web headers, JavaScript-derived de- characteristics, some details about your browser can be discovered by using JavaScript. This includes fonts, certain details about your hardware, and your Canvas fingerprint. So is that saying, like, I, I, launched, I, I log into this site, they are using JavaScript to collect information from my browser? If your browser will play game, will play with it. But if you had, say, no script at the extension installed, that would interrogate and likely block that, that script. Okay. So that would reduce the amount of information that they have to look at to just the web headers. So that's gotcha. kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but it's a good place to point out that you could knock out a substantial amount of this because really at the end of the day, what's and people, it's a fair argument, but what's security really about? It's a, I like the analogy of turning the front porch light on at night. Turn the front porch light on at night, hoping the bad guys go to the next house, right? It's yeah. just, it's an arms race and you want to be a bit better. So yeah. Yeah. Have a have a barky dog, turn your lights on, you know, yeah. have a camera, you know, those kinds of things, right? Just a way to reduce your footprint. That's all. So yep. let's Deterrence. see what we've got there. Your user agent's going to be pretty, pretty typical. You can just scroll down there, actually. That'll let okay. you jump down there, but I think we can just scroll through this. All right. So, okay. So we got user agent here. So obviously I'm on a Mac and I'm running 10.15.7. Got an Apple WebKit, Chrome, and that's just that's just my user agent, right? So yeah. for those of you who write iRules, do you know, local traffic policies and all that, when you're you're wanting to maybe collect statistics about the the uh, the people who are are coming to your site and all that, you you do HTTP, you know, header, user agent. That's the information that you're collecting from that. And so bits of identifying information is 6.42 and then one in X browsers. So one in 85. Uh, so not a whole lot are, are using this, this user agent, right? Yeah, that's not a, you're not terribly unique at that point. No. But, and then you just, and now it's a matter of just what else can we get to narrow this down even further? And right. So more, more unique in here because one of 85, that's, that's smaller. But then, you know, you think about compounding statistics, right? So that's just one part. And then, you know, so this is not great. This, this HTTP accept headers, a lot of people have that. That's one in five. Yeah. But one in five, you know, times one of 85. And, you know, you, you have these compounding statistics, then, you know, you're getting more and more unique because of the number of identifying characteristics, not just any particular one. Yeah. Browser plugin details. This is a portable document. So a bunch of PDF stuff. Yeah. Just as uh, I think that's really just hitting the defaults. 
Maybe. Uh, because yeah, because I, I have a bunch of plugins that that are not. Although maybe maybe mine aren't plugins. Maybe they're what do they call them? Extensions. So maybe yeah, plugins extension. are different from well, extensions. Plugins in one browser, extensions in another. But uh, yeah. the intriguing thing to me there is your browser plugin details. Your bits of your one in X is one point eight five, which in this case is exactly the same as my Firefox, with, okay. which is running AdBlock Plus. I don't know whether that's coming into play there, but I kind of think the browsers are just spitting out a standard thing there. But if you scroll up back up a little bit to your user agent and accept headers, I'll just say as a point of comparison, your 85 one in X browsers, my browser is 274. Oh really? Using Firefox. And my okay. accept headers are one in X is 3.8. So it's <laughs> my accept so what kind of what kind of machine are you on? It's also a Mac running roughly that version. Okay. I am on fifth. No, I'm on twelve six. Sorry, twelve six. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I would assume, yeah, because Firefox doesn't have quite the market share that that Chrome does, right? So you should run. You all, I, I'm a Firefox fan. <laughs> Support the Mozilla Foundation. Let's see. So we go down there. Time zone offsets in or time zone more importantly. That's a key one to point out. And when you look at the one in X browsers, go down to time zone a little lower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see your your one in X browsers for time zone is 20, 21 maybe, which is about right because there's 24 time zones and several of them are pretty much in the ocean. But that's kind of important because it nails you down to Chicago real quick. So yeah. we know you're not on, in Asia. We know you're not in Australia. At least we have a pretty good idea. So Taking that, some of the pieces earlier, we're starting to even geolocate you now. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, and I am in the, I'm, I'm within five hours of Chicago. So um, I'm, I'm down in the St. Louis Metro East, representing Illinois, at least here for a couple more months before I move to Kansas City. But, but even when I move to Kansas City, I'll still be in there with Chicago for the time zone. I don't know if, how many of you have done the lonely, lonely drive from Kansas City to Denver on I-70. But the time zone switches somewhere around Goodwin, Kansas. But driving across Kansas on 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 I seventy, it's a it's a long that that is a stretch of endurance. Let me tell you, not a whole lot to look at. <laughs> yeah, I've only driven cross country on Interstate ten, and I would say West Texas is very similar. In our endurance test. Yeah, yeah, I I ten is yeah probably even more lonely than than I seventy. But yeah, that stretch across Kansas is no bueno. Uh, although, you know, I, and I don't know why they don't set that speed limit to, you know, as fast as your car could go, because nobody really drives 70 on that stretch. Even the even the semis or, are, are, are pulling 90 on on that stretch. It's 80 or 85 on I-10. But the problem is once 20 splits off going east, the road's so sunbaked, it's wavy and you just oh. you can't go that fast because <laughs> yeah. your car can't stay on the road. But anyhow, that's the Texas heat. <laughs> with the time zone, another piece with geolocating you that'll come into play is the keyboard set. You know, are you 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 have a U.S. keyboard? I, I, somewhere in here, that is that output. I'm, I'm kind of oh yeah, down here a little bit lower. The screen size is interesting too because, like, my browser window here is definitely not that, but my screen is. I've I've got a one of those Dell 34 inch curved, and so yeah, that is the that is this the the dimensions or whatever for for this browser, and so. That is, you know, that's definitely more unique than some of to, these other things. It's a good way to pick Macs out, too, because Macs have their standard screen yeah. sizes. 
Yeah. Uh, so we got system fonts, and, and let's see. I'm really glad to see uh, that okay, cookies. We wanted, yeah, cookies are a big thing, right? Up at the uh, real quick at the system fonts, it does point out at the very end in parentheses that it's pulling that from JavaScript. That first paragraph system fonts in green at the bottom after Wingdings three it says via JavaScript. Yeah, yeah. meaning that's how which is interesting, right? Because why is my browser giving away system information? It's one thing, you know, to give. Oh, I guess you know the time zone even is a system thing, right? Because well, that's what I'm set to. Aside from all the security holes, Flash was notorious for giving away all your fonts, all kinds of internal information, and it was very much in that sense. It was just built in the the local area network era where everybody was going to be friends and everybody was right. kind of like a de default PHP back in the day, right? The, the, you know, if you didn't get rid of your default PHP info page, it was like, like why, why, why not just open the doors wide and say, come on in. <laughs> they gave away what's so much. Dot, what's dot HT access. Why is that important? <laughs> yeah. I digress. Cookies enabled. And this isn't just a positive test. It, in the negative will work as well, meaning if you're blocking cookies, and I believe in breath, we talked about this before, but the cookies you're blocking also creates a sub-profile of your browser, and it can be used to help map you. Hey, I've got do not track turned on. I don't let third-party cookies store on the computer, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, whether they're, they're on or off, it, it, that's going to be an identifying function, right? Yeah, and then the, the super cookies gets into some of the other variations of cookies that it can test to try to figure yeah. out more uniqueness factors. So basically, I'm not unique at all, really, in in these areas. The the cookie areas, I'm I'm pretty common. The hash of Canvas fingerprint, and this is yeah HTML HTML5 elements. Ooh, very unique in that. Holy cow! So that's that's pretty. I, I don't know why that is, other than you know I do have a a fairly aggressive graphics processor in this machine. So that okay. may, maybe that's why we talk about video card hardware. And so it's, it's more than just kind of the standard graphic card in this one. A hash of canvas thing. I get, I get 1840 on a 2017 iMac. 1840. Oh, so yours is even higher than that. Yeah. That's my one oh. X. Okay. I was all proud of my, my graphics card and, and then like, blew that out of the I got this old Mac <laughs> It's got four digits. If, if you get to four digits, we can, you can play in my sandbox. All right. Well, we got a lot more stuff in here, but we're getting close to time. Huh. Bottom line. We, I'm obviously, I'm not, I'm not safe in the fact that how much I'm giving away. So, you know, they have, on this site, a, a learn link now, now that I know that, Hey, I'm not really doing anything to block this stuff. So what, what are my next steps? What, what do I do? Hit that learn. And, button. Yeah. And so we, we can go in here through how trackers work. You know, we've covered a lot of these pieces, but if you, yeah, as you're scrolling down, it gets into what to do to help this. Yeah. And, you know, can I do anything about this? If you get on a little bit past what's the difference? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where they start talking and breaking down what's going on in there, much like we've had. And welcome, everybody should everybody should read through this. You should know what people are using your data for and how they're how they're using your data. Yeah. And they get into suggestions using a tracking blocker, disabling JavaScript. That might be tricky. Sometimes a plugin's better there, so you can selectively enable disable it. Office Online does not like getting it, it office online doesn't play well with adblock plus for example and some of those no script tools 
yeah being able to you have to you have to in order to use some sites i mean it's you know the, the whole site is run by javascript right so yeah, or it's a corporate site and you, know, you just got to deal with it yeah meaning so uh, incognito mode, that's another one it's like yeah you can like remove all the the normal uh cookie stuff that would be that would be stored you know that stuff's not going to happen when you're in incognito because as soon as you leave that all that stuff's wiped clean so there there are tools out there you mentioned like you know ad blocker and no script there are some browser settings the default browser settings i know one of the things that drives me nuts is that hey every site that i go hey do you want to do you want to you want me to notify you and it's like no no i don't and so i'm always clicking don't notify me ever but that's on a site-by-site basis you can actually do that in a in a chrome setting right there's so there are some browser settings so the recommendation here is you know, now that you are aware, the ignorance is gone, right? Ignorance is bliss sometimes, but but then once you're made aware, then you have choices to make. And, you know, you can make choices like me. It's like, eh, on this machine, I don't really care. I don't do anything private and it's just fine. Or, you know, you can be on other machines like, hey, I really do care about my privacy on this machine because it's not just kind of effectively a dumb thin client. And I want to, I want to enact some some protections. So I'll put this here in the comments the cover your tracks go go read about how that works test your own browser see how you're doing out there and and take steps to improve your digital privacy and maybe we'll come back someday soon jack and we'll talk about uh, not just the privacy but we'll talk about the security tools as well and yeah. how to how to protect yourself against some of these uh, things that you know o days that come out and are you know maybe preventable on the client side through some tools that you can use to, you know, enact some security controls. So does that sound, sound good? Is that, is that a, an offer that, uh, you know, I might get a smile and nod because like, oh, I'm not coming back. I think or, we should do it. And I, I want to somehow call it something along the lines of tinfoil origami. That's a work in progress title, but <laughs> tinfoil origami hats. I don't know. I love it. I love but it. I, you should have a tinfoil hat. I know we laugh about that, but no, it, it, at the end of the day, privacy is important and you, you should know where your data is going and, you know, where, where it's at. Because if you don't, somebody's profiting off of it somewhere. That's a yeah. whole other topic. <laughs> that it is. Well, Jack, thank you so much for joining me today. Always a pleasure to talk shop with you and uh, you have a pleasant week and I'll, I'll see you soon. Yep. Can't wait to get you back out to Ohio for a user group. See you soon. I would love it. Take care. Bye. All right. Well, that is that about wraps us for today. And I'm glad that I got a chance to sit in the host seat for Boo again. And so if you are, are watching this live or otherwise, the RSA content is going to be fast and furious here on Dev Central and on YouTube. And so make sure that you're checking both locations for all the great things that Boo and Aubrey are going to be bringing us this week. So thank you so much for joining us today. Boo will be right back here at 8.30 Pacific next Tuesday. And I will see you out there in the community. Thanks, everyone. Bye.